2: Cutting through day. What's up guys? It's Granger Smith. This is the Granger Smith podcast episode 17. I can't believe it's been that many. Every time I look at that, I cannot believe we've gotten so far on this podcast and I'm still telling my story. In fact, I just referenced episode 16 and listened to the end of that, which I always listen to the end of the previous podcast to kind of figure out where I left off and how to continue the story. And this is going to be a fun one, partly because I'm documenting it a little bit right now as we speak uh, with my camera because something that's new since the last time we talked, I have a new YouTube page. It's called Dismiss. And this is something that's kind of been in the works for a while now. And when I say in the works, more in discussion because it's a family YouTube channel. And my wife and I, Amber, we talked for a long time about should we bring the kids you know into the spotlight should we should we show people inside of our house and into our daily lives um and it's it's definitely something to think about you know because, because you think about all the horrible things that that could happen like oh my kids are going to become you know brats or they're going to you know some crazy stalker is going to see them and and want to kidnap them and take them to south america i mean you think of all the worst things but there are some positive things like um, teaching kids uh, responsibility, teaching, trying to raise kids the best at, at our ability, and and showing other people the way we're doing, and hopefully, in all that, trying to be a, a positive influence. Um, another reason is my kids; they love their YouTube channels and they love following. Uh, other YouTube pages and, and so much so that they have their little their little iPods and they walk around and they say, hi guys, thank you for watching today. We're going to feed the cat or the dog. And then they always end their little videos with, make sure you subscribe and hit that notifications button. They, they've got all that down so good. And we weren't, I mean, they, they were literally, they've been doing this for years and we don't show anybody that stuff because like I said, we didn't know if we were going to release that stuff or not. But now that we have a channel and we think it's important to show the Smiths and to show the real side of our lives, that although we live we live different crazy lives, you know, me on tour, Amber at home, doing acting, raising three kids out in the country in Texas, um, although we live different lives, we think it's important for other people to see that we're just normal people. I mean, we're as normal as they get. And and I understand that, because I see it myself, y'all. I see that being a celebrity, not, not me, but when I see other people become celebrities, it can change you. You guys have seen it. You've seen it with your favorite musicians or maybe your favorite athlete. You knew him in high school and he went to college and then he went into the pros and he became a different person. He surrounded himself with a new group of friends. He started driving new vehicles, Money can change you. Um, fame can change you, and it's not always for the best. Sometimes it is, but it can become a sickness, an illness, a disease that you can catch. And by doing the Smiths, and I, I just think I think it's a good way to ground myself and to remind myself that we have our flaws. We are very vulnerable as a family. You know, we're not perfect parents. We mess up all the time. Um, we constantly have challenges with our kids and with me touring and being gone and then coming home. And it's always a challenge. And, and I think it's, it's important to admit that and to show you guys that. And so uh, everyone on camera say hi and everyone on podcast say hi. Maybe you're, maybe you're a different group of people that watch YouTube and a different group of people to listen to podcasts. But right now, you're one of the same. That song that you heard at the beginning of, uh, of this podcast, it's called Holler, and that is the song that I was referencing in the last episode that Earl Dibbles Jr. is going to make an appearance for the first time with me. So since then, we filmed that music video. Tyler, in that last podcast, said it's going to be the most epic music video ever. That was before it was filmed. You know what? I'm a little biased here, but he might not be that far off because at least for me and my standards, that was the fastest growing music video I've ever had. Fastest growing video of any sort. We hit the 1 million view mark by day four, which just blew me away. I I mean, we had a lot of help because we had some some really cool country influencers in that video, but uh, regardless, it went faster than I thought it would have. And so that, that is the beginning of a, a series of, of songs and music videos that I'm going to release this entire year. So I'm going to release one song and one music video each month this whole year. Paul is currently working on, right now as we speak, he's editing um, the April song, which we're coming out with in eight days from now. And it's insane because I have to write these songs, record them, sing them, Uh, write the treatment. We have to shoot, schedule a shooting date. Paul has to edit it. So it's been, um, it's been a huge, (laughs) it's been a task. I'll put it that way. And we're only on month two. Um, I know the May song coming out. I love it. Uh, We have not shot that video yet. And I know June, July and August are a toss up between a couple, three, four songs. Um, and, and it's just gonna be it's gonna be constantly uh, it's okay it's gonna be like you're signing up for a subscription a free subscription to hear my music and you're gonna get one song in one video a month that's that's pretty cool I think no matter what the fans are gonna win and putting myself in a, a fan stance I, I I feel like I would want this if I was you know the massive straight fan like I used to be. Um, when I was sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, this would be amazing. A new George Strait song every month with a music video and a story behind it, and he promotes everyone. the One of the main goals of this is no song left behind. no no songs are will be forgotten anymore. Um, I mentioned earlier i've done I've done nine albums, and some of you have heard all those, but you understand that out of all of those albums, there's only two or three or four of each one that we talked about and that we did music videos for and then we sang in the live show and every other song which are trust me some of those songs are my favorites never got mentioned never got put in the live show um, never became music videos for sure and that's just the nature of the game you have to pick and choose and some of them get left behind and so The goal of this year is that every song gets its moment to shine. Every song gets its 30 days and its story. And I think it's going to be really cool. Looking at Twitter here, I see Brian Hammond says, Was able to listen to every hashtag Granger Smith podcast over the last two nights patrolling. It gives you a whole new connection to the artist. Well, thank you, Brian, and uh, thank you for your service. And if you want to ask me a question or comment, go to social media, hashtag Granger Smith podcast. I'll search for him just like I'm doing now, and uh, give you a shout-out. So I was thinking about what to do on today's podcast, episode 17. A lot of these episodes have been throwbacks to what my story is. Where I came from, how I got to where I am now, which is currently a a beautiful April day in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. We are sitting in the parking lot. I'm on the back of my bus, Wildflower, and we're going to play a show at a place called the Sherman Theater. It's going to be a fun one. This is, you know, we've been on the Kane Brown tour a lot of this year, and then we had the ACM Awards, and then we did a bunch of Texas dates, and so this is our first time really back out on our own headlining tour and um ticket sales look awesome tomorrow's upstate new york i love it um uh, back to pittsburgh on saturday so it's just it's, it's really fun really fun weekend and i always like to put that in perspective when i'm doing a podcast sitting in in the parking lot in my bus which for the longest time a bus seemed so out of reach it's you know, I was in a pickup truck and and a suburban and, and then a van and I would sometimes if I was lucky, I would open up for a, a big headliner and I would pull that van up next to his bus and and I would look out that, you know, my van window and just and think that's never going to happen. I'm never I'm never gonna be in a bus. And what what is it like, you know, to to not have to set the alarm for 6 a.m. and take turns driving and then drive for six hours and show up, you know, exhausted to the show and load in and carry all that stuff out of the trailer and play a show and then after the show drive about three hours uh, just, to the, just to get a head start on the next stage run. And I just thought, man, what's it like to lay in a bunk and sleep when someone drives you? wake up, and go to the gym, and do a podcast, and write a song, and it just seemed, it seemed like a different world, just a whole, whole new lifestyle that I would never get to, and, um, you know, thousands and thousands of miles of that van, and uh, so many, so many shows, I, I cannot ever, ever forget what that felt like. And I can never take for granted sitting here doing what I'm doing and looking out of the window of the back of my bus and knowing that we have two of them and a semi-truck parked in this parking lot. Um, I, I can never forget that. I never forget, you know, 15 years of not having that stuff. And in I, in the reason I'm even bringing it up is because I have to remember that while I still have struggles and the, and the struggles seem just as difficult as they did back then the good shows now are just as fun as they were back then and the, and the bad shows now are just as tough mentally as they were back then and so when i'm struggling now with you know maybe a, a song is not doing as good as i thought it was or a tour isn't selling as good as i thought it was i have to remember how far i've come This podcast is brought to you by Yee Yee Energy. Speaking of how far I've come, this is this is an energy drink that my brothers and I made. And we're two years into this project. We're on year three. And it's it's so exciting because we this year, for the first time ever, we will be coming up with and I don't think I've said this before a zero-calorie, sugar-free version. And it's not just an extra version. This will be the only version because it will soon be that the drink we have now, Yee Yee Energy, will be replaced by this zero-calorie drink. And trust me, it tastes amazing. I've already done the taste testing. We've already got the recipe nailed down. It's flavored by Stevia, so it's actually good for you. It has very few ingredients. I can't wait. I think September is when we're going to launch this, so Get ready we got so many things planned for Yee Yee Apparel. It's a lifestyle. Check it out at GrangerSmith.com, YeeYeeApparel.com, or YeeYeeEnergy.com. So I talk about these days, these van and trailer days, and I talk about them like they were so long ago. And in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that long ago. It was like yesterday to me. Now, a lot has happened. A lot of miles have come between us, and there's been several years and uh, some, a lot of albums and songs, blah, blah, blah. But it seems like yesterday to me. Not to you, maybe. You didn't know that, Granger. Maybe a few of you did, but most of you didn't know that version of me. And so I want to I introduce you to him. And I figured out how to do it. I found on my computer just the other day a bunch of recordings that I was calling back then Poet's Log. And so I I don't know why I started. I don't know why I was motivated to start doing it, but I started recording these random moments in my day and I would just say, poet's log, it's, you know, today's date and we are driving towards wherever. And I would kind of explain my situation and going back and listening to some of those, I could hear in my voice, I could remember where I was and, for one, there's a difference in my voice because I've sang so much since then that there's like a new, my voice is a little deeper now than it used to be. Um, I hadn't, I haven't quite ruined it back then yet, <laughs> but, but hey, that's what that's what happens when you're a singer. You you know, one day I'll be an old man and I'll be talking like this, but um, I, you could hear my voice. Um, there's There's a little pain in this voice and I want to play it for you. Here we go. Well, it's May the 21st, 2010. It's a Friday night. I'm in Houston, Texas tonight for a show at the firehouse. And I'm sitting right now in the van. The door's open. It's uh, probably about 85 degrees. Pretty steamy night. And um, pretty hot. I'm wearing black jeans and a... Button-up shirt and a black undershirt, black boots. Okay, pause for a second. Now you could tell that uh, it within another year or so, I was going to write a song called "I'm Wearing Black." The reason I wrote that song is because I just liked wearing black back then. So, do you kind of want to hug that guy? You already want to kind of give him a hug, because I already kind of want to punch him in the face. I'm like, dude, you got it good, man. Now, this was recorded nine years ago from today, and we had already been touring for about six solid years. We had already built uh, some followings, and we'd have a few songs on the regional radio chart. So we were doing okay. Let's see what else this guy has to say. It's um, about 10.58. We go on at 11.15. The opening band is just getting finished up. They should be finished up, and they should be getting their stuff off the stage right now. Um, I'm alone in the van, all the rest of the guys are in there, um, going to set up the stage. Eric needs to, he's my keyboard player, he needs to uh, take my mic stand out, put it at the front of the stage that we've already marked, and my rug that says Granger Smith, he needs to go out there, and um, he needs to get my mic and my guitar all checked. Hold up, hold up. you got an opening band and your keyboard player sets up your mic and your, your guitar for you and gets you all checked? You mean you don't have to go in there and do it yourself? Man, that, that, dude, you already sound like you're on your way, bro. You, you, uh, you're you you're doing good. Trust me. Things haven't always been this good. Oh, and you got a rug with your own name on it? Dang, bro. That's big time. <laughs> all right, Young Ranger, what else you got? So I'll probably roll in there in about um, 10 minutes or so so that I have five to ten minutes to spare before we start. Tyler is the road manager. He usually kicks off uh, Back in Black. When Back in Black starts, we know that that's the last song before we start, and then our intro starts. Mike kicks that off from the laptop. So, yes, that is right. My brother Tyler, who's now my manager, back then he did everything. He was a tour manager. He was merch guy at one time. So um, he was also the sound guy during that period. So he didn't know anything about running sound. He just would tell the uh, the other guy, you know, kind of what to expect from us. So um, this is the part where it starts getting depressing. Anyway, um, it's not that great of a night. At least I haven't been in there yet. But parking lot looks to be three-fourths full. It's <clears throat> so kind of a smaller venue, the firehouse. So I'm hoping for around 100 people in there. Um Matador, a merchandise guy, told me that all the tables are full. So that's a good sign. But we still need to be doing better in Houston. We're not doing good in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, some of the bigger cities. Um, we're putting five to 600 people in, like, Midnight Rodeo Amarillo and Copeland, some of the more outskirt-lying venues. But um, not anywhere close to where we need to be. Our current singles, I Almost Damn, it's number 14 on the chart right now and uh, on the way here we actually made a stop by the texas music chart to say hi to katie key the president there and see how she's doing and um hoping to get another top 10 out of this song not sure if we will or not but if we do it'll be our fourth in a row and the next single is superstitious 17 this summer and uh, this is the first um diary recording log that i've done and uh I'm going to put this away and go hit the stage. Thanks. All right. So what I got out of that was um, I was a little down. uh, That was every day. You know, parking lots were such a huge part of touring back then because I would sit out there right before the show, and and I would look at the parking lot, and you could quickly judge how it's going to look inside by how many cars are parked there. And it was most of the time. It was tough. It was only a few times it was a full parking lot. Most of the time, it would be like eight cars, and I would think eight. Okay, so maybe, maybe three people came in each car. Maybe four max came. Hey, maybe five people piled in each car. That would make how many people? You know. Anyway, let me let me please clarify and protect myself just a little bit. The reason I, the reason I was sitting in the parking lot and letting my keyboard player put my mic stand out. That trust me. That was a mutual thing because, um, if I, it just looked unprofessional. as As unprofessional as it was back then to play a small club with no one there, I probably said a hundred people, and it probably was more like sixty five. I promise. Um, as unprofessional already as we were, we tried to do everything we could to look a little bit. Cooler, a little bit more professional, a little bit more on the ball. And to me, it just didn't look that cool for the lead singer to go out there before he sang and put up his mic stand and tighten it up, plug in his guitar. That I had done that plenty of times. And so I was trying to, you know, be a little bit more mysterious. And sh- the first time the crowd saw me, all 65 of them, the first time they saw me was, Walking out there for the first song, you know, didn't make it make a little bit more of an impact. So that's what that was. And the band agreed this. They they didn't want their singer out there tuning his guitar in in front of everyone either. So they would volunteer like, hey, let me go put your uh, mic up there and your guitar and stuff like that. But, man, I like hearing that because it puts me right back. I actually actually remember that exact moment. I remember where I was parked, where I was sitting, the door was open, I was sitting in the passenger seat. I remember very well, very, very well. Um, And I need that stuff. Once again, it puts it in perspective that no matter nowadays, no matter how frustrated I am with anything that's going on, I realize I'm always going to be wanting to excel. I'm always going to be wanting to create something new and make it better. All right, you want to hear another one of these? I have the second piece of audio in this file. It goes like this. All right, it's Granger Smith. It's Sunday, May the 30th, day before Memorial Day. I'm at River Road Ice House tonight playing with Roger Kreger. Time is 8.07 p.m. It's extremely hot outside. It's finally starting to cool down a little bit. It's probably probably about 90 right now um, on its way down. I'm sitting in our dressing room in in my trailer. I've got a fan blowing right on me, and I've got a wet rag that's wet around the back of my neck, I'm trying to get cool. We're gonna start our show in right around 40 minutes. We start at 8:50, play a 75-minute set, and it's pretty chaotic here. There's a constant flow of cars that have been coming in for the last hour or so. And Everybody is completely wasted. They've been on the river all day, floating down and getting drunk. and uh, from where I just saw, I could see kind of the back of the stage and I could see people just hanging out of the top balcony. So it's, it's going to be a good show. I'm not dressed yet. most of my guys are. Um, I'm gonna wait till the very last minute for I gotta put my show jeans on, throw my boots on, and I uh, gave the set list to my drummer already. So I'm gonna continue drinking this cold water and think about putting my clothes on here in just a little bit. All right, so that was, uh, sounded like a better night. That wasn't because of me. That was because of the headliner, Roger Kreger. But, uh, I remember that one. That was a really hot show. We couldn't, I couldn't run the van air conditioner because that van doesn't do very well. The air conditioner doesn't do very well if you're, if you're not running and getting that circulation, so... I just sat there and cooked for a while. That was my life. That was that was uh, that's just how we did it. Hey, you know I could continue doing these, and I kind of want to know from you guys, where do you want this podcast to go? Do you want me to keep telling my stories? Do you want me to play more of those? I have tons. I have those from 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. So I have a lot of those recordings. Um, and I could keep telling these stories. What I've also thought that maybe all these artists that I play with, maybe we should do um, an interview session. Maybe I should interview artists from the perspective of another artist. Because I, I could probably ask them questions that nobody else could ask or think of or relate to. Um, I could ask them about having bunk tears. Hey, what's your worst nightmare, in, you know, sleeping in a bunk? And I'll tell you mine. Um, let me know. Comment on my social media, hashtag GrangerSmithPodcast, what do you want to hear? And in the meantime, check out these YouTube pages, because I think I think if you like this podcast, I think you're going to like these YouTube pages as well. That's The Smiths, subscribe, hit that notifications, and also subscribe to Yee Yee Life. So The Smiths is me and my family, behind the scenes, very intimate. A lot of times I talk to the camera exactly like I'm talking to this microphone, and then Yee Yee Life is um, some fun adventures that we're, that we're getting into. I learned how to shoot a thousand yards from a, a marine sniper and an army ranger sniper. I learned how to cook the best cup of coffee from a cowboy chef, a real cowboy chef. Um, and we, we have many more adventures planned. So please check those out and let me know what direction you want this podcast to go. But you know what I'm really excited about. I'm excited about these new songs. One a month, every single month this year with a music video. And trust me, all of these have flavor. They all have something uh, really fun or, or really deep or something you could feel. They're they're very unique. It's a unique group. You've already seen Holler. The next one is called Heaven Bound Balloons. And trust me, that one that one kills me. I'm excited for you guys to hear all these and, and join this journey with me. Love y'all. And it
1: happens like that Out of the blue sky Lost in her
2: blue eyes. Yeah, when it happens like that Nothing to lose turns right into you. Doing all you can do just to keep her around till the moon goes down and you're back at your house. One thing leads to another. you loving each other when looking. You never look back. It happens like that. Thanks for listening to the Granger Smith Podcast. Hey, come find me on tour. GrangerSmith.com forward slash tour. We will see you down the road. <laughs>